You only need to be a step or two in front of someone to be able to come back and share, you know, pay it forward, come back and bring those people along with you. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey guys, you're going to want to check out our Working Hard Sucks and It's Costing You Money Masterclass. It's free. We'll put the show notes in the details. It is coming up soon. Check it out. You don't want to miss this. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. I am your host, Chris Ward, and today I am super excited. We have Cheryl Pluff in the house. She is a video coach. She's a video producer. She's a former TV broadcaster, and she's been seen by millions, as all TV broadcasters have. (laughs) And she says she's been in the field about 25 years, but hello, uh, she must have started really young. So anyhow, we're super excited to have her here today. So she can really, well, I'll let, I'll let her tell us what she's going to teach us. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Chris. The truth is I did start young. I was 18 years old. And when I started hosting a news magazine program, so I really did get started early. I've spent 25 years in broadcasting. And now what I do is really take the best practices from that industry and bring them into the entrepreneurial world. Well, I am super excited. Let's get started. All right. I'm, I'm giving you the mic because you're used to being, you know, full on in charge with the microphone. Where do you want to start? What do you think that, you know, what's the biggest oversight or misses that we're making as entrepreneurs as far as video and, and the whole authority aspect of it? Well, I, I think it starts from the uh, people just don't start. <laughs> I guess that's where we ah. start. Start where they don't start. <laughs> Uh, that's the problem. I think so many people are stuck in their perfectionism. They want everything to look professional. And the truth is at some point you're going to have to dig deep and you're going to have to find the courage to do it despite not having everything aligned. You are not going to have 100% clarity before you do your first video, accept it, own it and do it anyway, work past the fear and work through that, that apprehension that you have and those limiting beliefs that you might have about yourself and just get out there and start talking. And it's interesting, Chris, because I used to teach it in a different way. I used to teach more along the lines of, okay, here's, here are the editing apps and the technology Mm. and here's how to edit. And I can still do that. But what I'm realizing now in the COVID and hopefully soon to be post-COVID world is that I need to help support people to be better speakers on camera. And that's Mm. fundamentally different. So it is not about performing on camera and it's not even really about scripting. It's really about speaking, speaking with authority so that you can be seen as a leader, as an expert in your niche. Yeah, you're so right. I talk that, talk about that as talking versus presenting and speaking at somebody. And I think though, you know, I was fine back in the day. Somebody asked me to do a speaking gig and I'm 
still totally okay. Like I, I do that, no problem. Where I struggled going online with videos initially, not anymore, is I felt like, well, they asked me to be at that speaking gig. You didn't ask me, like as you're scrolling by in whatever platform we're on in social media. And I felt like I was tugging at your sleeve, like woohoo, over here, over here. And then because you are, I felt in my head, self-imposing myself into the world, I did get caught up in the fact that it should be shoulders back and I should be professional, which came off as unbelievably dry, boring, all that other stuff, right? So you're so right on that one for sure. One of the things that we pride ourselves on doing is positioning people as authorities, as experts at what they do, but doing it in an authentic way, doing it in a conversational, natural mm conversational way. It, that's what works today. People are not, they're, they're not as engaged with the corporate promotional video from the 1990s of people sitting stoically at the camera and reading from the teleprompter. Nobody yeah. wants to hear that anymore, right? They want to hear the real goods. And I think it's like what you, what you just said, you know, about getting out there and uh, you have to just at some point, pull the bandaid, right? And just get out there and just start speaking about your topic. Yeah. And that's really interesting to me because, you know, what I also found too, is nowadays when I'm doing something, the videos that I stumble on, or I find a bit wordy or that didn't flow as well, I realize, oh, that's a problem with my messaging. And I don't know that until I try it. It's, you know, I, and, and here's the deal people if, you know, you wait all week to get, let's say, your, I don't know how many, let's say sales calls you get in a month, that's it. They come, they buy, they don't buy, they leave. And you get to finesse or work on your language, but the costs are a bit higher because you may have not made the sale. But what I found with doing video is then I'm figuring out how to say things better and better. And especially in some platforms in less and less time. And that has such a, that's such a help to me. It's speaking in sound bites. Yeah. And so that is a skill set that we as journalists, as professional broadcasters, get the advantage of working on for years. And, and you know, becoming better at speaking in sound bites is a skill set in and of itself. And it's interesting what you said earlier about you know, people who are scrolling through social media and gee, who am I to just show up in their feed? But you know, they have free will. They have choice. Yeah. They don't have to watch your content if they don't want to. So I would hope that people don't uh, lean on that and that they don't go, oh, I can't put myself out there because gee, who am I? You have absolutely every right, just like anybody else, to get out there and be seen and share what you have to, to, to share. Because most of the people that I work with are purpose-driven, mission-driven. Typically people that are kind of maybe my age, kind of midlife-ish in that area who are saying to themselves, gee, what more is there? Like, what will the second half of my life be? I want to make a difference. I want to have meaning. I'm looking for significance, right? If we're talking about the higher. Yeah. And so like, it's really just getting in there and, and having the confidence that isn't easy to come by, but you have to start in order to get to confidence. One, mm. one of the things I see a lot of people do, Chris, is they, they wait to become confident, but that's actually yes. not it's the opposite. It's by doing it that you become confident over time. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're so right. And, you know, it's really interesting to me. First of all, the, the point you made is when you get out there and you do it and you do it, you find your people and you find out who your people are and you get responses from that. And then you start to see good or bad or indifferent what responses you're getting like, oh, they're gravitating towards this message, but actually I want them to really be interested in this. So I either have to change that or find out I have a different audience. So it really is hugely helpful. I will also say too, with my podcast, when I read the testimonials and the ratings and the reviews, which I read every single one that people keep them coming, I read them all. <laughs> and, and I'm so thankful that someone took the time of day to plug in, you know, very generous paragraphs. And they say that all the time that this podcast is conversational, that I'm just asking questions. It, and it's like a fly in the wall. And it, you know, and I, because originally, especially in the beginning, I figured even my mother's a mother, my mother does not have the attention span to listen to this. Like, I think she might have listened to five minutes in the beginning, the first show, like, oh, that's nice. You're on my phone. Right. But that's not her jam. And so I kind of, I guess why I went in with no one's really listening and, or maybe five business friends. So, but that's the biggest compliment I get constantly is this conversational, raw, real, unpolished dynamics it seems to be what they favor most so it really leans into what you're talking about authenticity is is yeah. really what it is you know you are not chris right now in the process of interviewing me for your podcast you're not putting on airs you're not being yeah. someone that you're not you've just been you and you're just asking yeah. questions and you're actively listening so you're asking questions and you're following up it, it's a conversation at the end of the day and that's what people want they want to feel and know that we're not trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes here. We're just sharing, share what you know, sharing your insights, your experiences, your lessons learned, the, the good, bad, and the ugly, share it all. And, and at the end of the day, that's what personal branding is. That's what branding is, is the reputation that you leave behind. And so I think that's ultimately what it's really all about is authenticity. Yeah. And I, Sometimes that word rubs me the wrong way only because yeah. here's the deal is I think, well, not the way you used it, but when people reach out and say, be authentic. And I think, well, nobody signs up to be inauthentic. Like I never showed up and said, oh, I'm going to be fake today. But what would happen is you have these perceptions or versions of yourself. So, you know, who I was with my grandmother is very different than who I am with a business friend. Like the tones are completely different. So then I would get confused and think when I went online in a video, shoulders back, let's be professional. I'm trying to look prepared and academic and, you know, knowledgeable, but that's, that's not the deal. That's not the modern day world. They, and, and maybe it never was, maybe those people looked really great in front of a boardroom, but that's maybe that's why they called it a boardroom. Right. So I, I think the whole idea of, you know, just be who you are when you're working with somebody six months, that's the person you want to attract online or else there's a big disconnect. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, marketers ruin words for one another. Mm. And I think authenticity is one of those words that's becoming overused, admittedly, but substitute it for whatever you see fit. Yeah. Like be yourself is another one. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, I guess we have to find some words to describe it. But yeah, <laughs> that's really what it is. It's, it's really more, Chris, about how are you showing up? And are mm -hmm. you showing up as like you, fundamentally you, or are yeah. you trying to emulate or worse yet, imitate someone else? That's when the problems happen. Listen, I love Marie Forleo, love her. I love Amy Porterfield, love them all. But I'm not going to go out there and go, I have to be like Marie Forleo to see success. 
But unfortunately, you see a lot of people doing that. They're like, well, if it worked for Marie Forleo, I must act and be and dress Mm. and do my hair and be, I have to have the things that she has. I've got to have a studio like hers. I've got to have the flower in the right spot. People are trying to emulate and imitate other people. And it's, that's where I think it falls off. Yeah, that's a good point. I remember back when, you know, websites were like, people would talk, like I, somebody new in business, they might say, well, my competitor does really well and their website is red. So I want to use a lot of red. And I'm like, oh, that's great. That has, that's like, I don't even know what, like an Olympic athlete saying, well, he wears blue sweaters, you know? (laughs) So I'll be in shape if I wore a blue sweater, right? So, okay. So what you're saying is being that authority, being real, showing up, just like not changing the dynamics because the camera's on and not getting caught up in the, what I call, you know, of course, shiny object syndrome, but distraction. Like I often say, you know, when you need to do something, that's one thing. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I need to learn the thing before the thing before the thing. And you're moving so far away from the goal. Like, oh, now I need proper camera equipment. I need this. And I have to research that and order on Amazon. So if I'm really lucky, I can postpone this thing I don't want to do for three months. Right. That happens a lot. So there's no excuses anymore with the iPhones or any phone, right? With video. This happens so much because there's fear there for a lot of people. And so what they do is they hang on to the most convenient excuse for not doing the thing that scares them. Mm. So what is the easiest thing to hang on to? I don't have the tripod. I can't possibly do this video. Well, not my fault. I don't have a tripod, you know? So it's that kind of thinking that holds people back. They look for every possible thing that they can hang on to for why not to do the thing that scares them. The truth is you can go on Amazon and the things on your doorstep tomorrow. So that's no longer the reason. And and the truth is that you can do it and you can start with just your phone. You don't even need to have microphones. Eventually you want to look at those things and, but you have to start with where you're at and start with the tools you already have and stop with the excuses and just start moving in, in the, in the, uh, area of just taking action, imperfect action. So when we started the conversation, we talked about authority. And so what do you feel that people are missing in the understanding of the value that this brings to your authority? Well, I think they uh, often don't realize how valuable their experience is. Mm. I think that's really ultimately it. We live with ourselves. So we have the cursed knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> we know what yeah. we do. We, we intimately understand it. And we think that everybody else should too. They don't. So don't, um, I'm not saying dumb it down for people, but don't take for granted that other people, you know, already know the thing that, you know, they don't go out there and share it with them. And even if there are people who do know what you're talking about, or they've heard you talk about that thing, maybe this is the third time they've heard it. Guess what? We live in the, you know, digital age. Um, You have to hear a message sometimes. I think the latest stat Mm. I heard was 21 times in order to really hear the message. It's not like this was the 1950s where you could hear a message an advertising message seven times and it really impact you. Now it's 21 times. So you have to, you know, don't be afraid to get out there and talk about your topic over and over and over again, because people will hear certain parts of the message differently every time you bring it to their attention. That is, you know, what I call that is sometimes I forgot I knew that. Oh, I forgot I knew that. I knew that and I used to do that and I forgot I knew it. Or sometimes it's so simple and you think, oh, I got that. Oh, I thought I got that. Now I think I really got that. And and you're right. How many times have we all in business? Oh, I know that lesson. And why, how many times do I have to hear it before it's it's permanent? Like I should have a tattoo with that. It might be something so basic, right? This it's is also... 
this is something that's cool. been happening to me lately. I I've been posting in my cash in on camera Facebook group some things that just some tips, you know, some ideas and tips that to me seem fundamental. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I haven't talked about this in a while. I'm like, do they already know this? These people have been following me for a while. They probably know this. And then I post it and I get so many comments and like, oh my gosh, great tip. Thanks so much. I didn't thought about this. Okay. Right. So you, but I, I put it and I'm in experiencing that right now. You know, it's interesting because I think that's the other thing is we always look at, I think anyone who does something well and is passionate about it is always looking at what so much you want to learn. I want to learn this. I want to get to that. And so you forget how much you do know. And that there's always somebody like it reminds me of an example once where my friend, uh, her son was in junior kindergarten. So he's like four. Right. And so he can't read yet. And he's handing her a flyer that it's pizza day tomorrow. And she's reading it saying, no, it's Monday. And he says, no, the seniors say it's tomorrow. The seniors are senior kindergarten. They're five. Right. So the four-year-old is arguing with the adult telling her, you don't understand. I spoke to the authority. They know what's going on. They're seniors. And that sounded very academic until you realize they're five years old, but in his world, they were far, far more knowledgeable and current and up to date than this old lady, right? And that's the thing. There's always somebody out there that are, you know, that could learn from you. Sometimes, you know, well, I have to remind people, you only need to be a few steps ahead of somebody else yeah. to really be able to stand in that with and, and share it. You know, sometimes yeah. people go, yeah, but I'm not far enough down the, the path yet. So who am I? Who am I to go and share mm. this particular nugget of wisdom because I haven't been in it, you know, 10 years longer than the people that I'm going to share this with. You only need to be a step or two in front of someone to yeah, be able to come back so and right. share, you know, pay it forward, come back and bring those people along with you. You might only need to be a couple of steps ahead of them to be able to share that nugget of wisdom. Yeah. And then, you know, this podcast, I've heard other people when all of a sudden last year, everyone took a pill and said, okay, by dinner time, we must all own a podcast. Like all of a sudden it was just exploded. Right. And I was like, okay. And then you'll see people that are saying, here's their podcast, which I would have overthought never would I've been able to do this. And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying I would have limited myself. So you've got people that will start a podcast and their intro to the podcast is I'm new in business. I've just started my business three weeks ago and join me on this podcast as I learn and bring on experts. And, and I would have, Oh, and I'm like, I, Oh my gosh, that's brave. And like, I would have overthought that like a crazy person. In fact, I had two or three people talk me into starting this podcast. And I was like, ah, does the world really need another podcast? And they're like, no, no, you here, here's all the reasons. And you're, and I'm like, yeah, I thank you for saying I'm a good guest. But does that mean I'm a good host? And so, and I was in business 12 years ahead of this guy. So it, it really is, you can share your journey and do anything as long as you package it and say, here's where we're going. Well, I mean, think about pizza restaurants, pizza mm. restaurants in your city. There are a lot of pizza restaurants. Does that mean that there ought not to be another pizza restaurant that pops up? What if they have a right. special sauce? What if they have a special way of making their crust? What if they have a special twist on what they do? So sometimes I think, you know, we're pizza restaurants. Uh, it doesn't, you know, mean that you shouldn't, you don't have a, a place to, to show up and that you shouldn't show up because there are other pizza restaurants in the world or in your city. 
they don't do it the way you do. You have a special sauce, you have a special recipe, and that's what you need to bring to the table. That's branding. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a really, I think, uh, powerful example. Similar to that, but not as good, I think, because the whole your special sauce really does resonate with your identity. I remember watching a presentation at an event and this marketing expert did like an hour on coat hangers. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize, like, I would have thought, okay, we got, you're right. Here's the coat hanger. We're done. Right. And then he would just did this whole thing about how this coat hanger is different than that one and that one, and that they're still designing coat hangers. And you think, oh, that sounds like that market has been like, it's over, shut her down. It's done. And I thought, wow, like if you can, if you can redesign and find a new market for your new coat hanger, then we could all do anything. That's what I think. Everything's been done. It's just not yeah. been done by you. Right. Everybody, whatever you're doing, if you're driving, pull over and write that down. Okay. <laughs> Everything's been done. It's just not been done by you. Oh my heavens. That is really, that is a really powerful statement. Okay. I don't even know if we should keep talking, Cheryl. <laughs> you know, when I was a broadcaster, I was in a large TV studio with $50,000 cameras and, you know, all of that. And we would have people come in on tours, you know, they would come on tours of, of the studio and, and they always wanted to see the talent, you know, let's go see the on-air presenters. That was always one of the big uh, highlights of the tour. And so they would come in and then we would meet with people and meet and greet and chat. And they would ask questions and things like that. I always took a lot of pride in hearing after the tour that the people were surprised at how, how we were the same off air as we were on air. Oh, okay. And I always appreciated that feedback and cherished that feedback because I think that's what it's really all about. If you can be the same off camera as on camera, that's, that's authenticity. We were talking about that earlier, but that's really what your goal is. That's, that's the ideal that you want to get to. That is. And I, you know what? I think that's it. But I think that's a big compliment to you, Cheryl, because I would have thought when you're going and back to you at the desk, Ken, that would have been a different version of you. Like that wouldn't have been relaxed, nice, Cheryl. It would have been like, okay, you know, whatever. And behind me, the road is flooded with whatever, right? So, okay. All right. So, well, I mean, how said that, you know, deliberately, listen, a little bit different in that when you're a broadcaster, you yeah. are representing their brand and you are in a position mm. of being their ambassador for their enterprise right. and growing their, their business. Right. So that's a good point, so it's a little okay. bit but the idea is to be the same person off air as on. That's a good point. Okay. Now I get that. All right. Um, that would explain Fox news, everybody. <laughs> that might explain a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right. Not just me noticing that. Okay. All right. So these are, this is really, uh, pr profoundly simple, but really impactful. So what are some other things that you think we just, you know, you just don't even know what's in your own way? Well, you know, we talked a little bit about confidence and that that doesn't mm. come about naturally necessarily, you know, you want to start taking imperfect action. I think that the, third, the, the part that's maybe missing is the commitment. Listen, mm. I just got off a call before we started recording this podcast with someone who was doing the work, but then got discouraged because he wasn't seeing what he thought were results fast enough. 
And I did a little analysis on his Instagram reels to find out he's doing a kick butt job. He's doing mm. an amazing job. I'm like, whoa, look, man, you're getting like 4,000 views on this little 15 second reel. That's, a, that's awesome. He's like, really, is that good? So people don't know what they don't know. Um, and so my encouragement to him was stay committed. You're on the right path. You're doing the work. You're putting it in. Don't stop now. I think what happens often is people just don't have that level of commitment. They stop too soon. Mm. You know, think about the hockey stick, right? It's the hockey stick. It's flat, flat, flat for quite a while for most people, right? It's like, just yeah. stay the course, keep going, keep doing. And eventually it starts to turn, but too many people give up when it's still flat. And right. you're just at the cusp. You, you don't know, but you might be just at the cusp of it turning. And people stop too early. So it is about commitment. You have to be committed to the process and to your audience. Be committed to them and show up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so true. Like you think, oh, this isn't working or I'm like, I'm embarrassing myself. I'm putting a video out and it's me talking to myself, but you can't get from two views to 10. Like you can't, you can't even get to a hundred if you don't start somewhere. Exactly. I always think of like a snowflake, like to me, it's so profound where if you put your hand out and snowy, you get one little snowflake in your hand and it just melts. It goes away. It's no big deal. And yet enough of those fall down and they just stick together and they shut down a city. And you think, wow, one in my hand, it melts and we're good. And then the, they combine the efforts and it just accumulates and all of a sudden, poof, right? So I think that's it, not quitting and just whatever, like just keep going, putting it out. And and another good point somebody mentioned to me too is you want to be thankful those first, you know, whatever weeks, days, months, whatever it is, where you feel like you're not getting the views or attention that you, whatever you think somebody else is getting, or you heard these numbers, because this is the time you're growing and improving and your messaging, your craft, your sound bites, all that stuff. So you're good to go when it does start to come in. Yeah, it's a great time when you don't have, if you're starting out and you don't really have a huge audience, now's the time to put out those first videos. You want to yeah. get out those first 25 to 35 videos, get them out as fast as you possibly can. And, and you're right. I think that snowflake analogy is, is a good one because when you are, or, you know, you're just, it's snowing and you overwhelm the surface and going back into my meteorology days here, but you, know, you overwhelm the surface to temperature at the surface. That's when things start to accumulate. And that's when the snow starts to build. Um, you do have to, you, you do have to go through that quote unquote painful period is yeah. going to happen no matter what for most people. Yeah. All right. We have a few minutes left. What do you want to close up with, Cheryl? You've just sort of been the uh, video gospel here or the authority gospel. I mean, the version is video, but yeah, gospel it's, according it's been, to Cheryl. yeah, gospel according to Cheryl. That's what we'll call this one. <laughs> I, like it. I like it. Well, I think that it is really about speaking on camera, speaking on okay. camera with confidence and consistently, you know, being committed to the process, a lot of C words there, but I think that's ultimately what it's really all about. And if I can help in any way, by all means, right, reach out. CherylPuff.com is the website. We have a variety of different ways that we support people, but it is time. The world needs the message that you want to share. You have impact to make through your business or through your organization or through your enterprise, but we live in the attention economy and content is the currency. So if you're not making content, you are as good as invisible in the world we live in today. And do you want to be invisible? That's the question you have to ask yourself. 
No. And you know what? I would also argue too, content is the currency, but there is no content. Like somebody hearing the tone of your voice or seeing your face or just how you do, it's not the same as written or producing it in any other capacity, right? It truly is like, you know, you get to meet all, all these people meet you. I had somebody say to me, uh, she reached out, which I thought was, she sent me a message um, it was in LinkedIn and she said, Oh, I really love all your videos. And, and she started giving me all these points out how it helped her business. And I thought, I've never seen you like any of them. And she said, I'm not something like she's not comfortable engaging, but she said, I want you to know, you, you never know who's watching and what kind of impact you have. And I was like, huh? So you're right. You think, I don't even know what the conversion is, but you might have what, let's be silly and say two people comment on it, but 25 people saw it. So that's the thing. I thought that was a very insightful thing. She said, like, you're having a big impact on my business. You've never met me. We've never connected in any way, but you just don't know who's watching. You don't know who's watching and where or when they're going to see it. So it's really up to us, up to you to show up. And if you show up consistently, good things will happen. Fabulous. Well, we are going to put all your contact information in the show notes. People, please go over and check out Cheryl because my gosh, she's all about video. So if she could do this on a podcast, you got to go check out her work and, and the people she's working with because uh, it can only get better from here. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of podcasting. You know, a lot of yeah. people are surprised to hear, yes, I do video, but I'm a huge fan of audio. Yeah. I think audio is massive. It's going to get yeah. even bigger in the next little while here. So I'm a huge fan of podcasting as well. But see, as don't go yet, we're not done. But see, what happens is your messaging from working it out on video, which I think is more in your face and a little bit more painful when you're starting out, not for you, but for the rest of us, even from the top of the show, guys, if you go back and listen, the moment I said, you know, hey, show, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you're like, oh, thank you. It's lovely to be here. You went right into really effective, clear cut messaging and made it for me. I was like, oh, we're on. We're doing this. Like we're going, we're going in. This is going to be a good one. And so that's the, you know, audio is just, that's just a, another skill set you, you acquired and developed from, you know, all your video presentations. Well, and that's, you know, when we we call our thing cash in on camera and the idea is that when people can become better speakers about their topic, really the world is your ocean at that point. You can go on podcasts, you can go on anywhere, you can get on stages on virtual summits, whatever you want and speak about your business and about yourself with authority and with confidence. And, and so I think it's the process of, if you, especially if you do it on video, then you can really speak anywhere, anytime, any, any place. Wise words from our friend Cheryl here. <laughs> now using my radio voice because I'm trying to sound as intelligent as you. All right, Cheryl, you are awesome. Everyone check out the show notes, check her out. Lots to learn from her. I don't even think we scratched the surface, but it was all kinds of fun. Cheryl, thank you so very much for being here. And everyone else, we'll see you in the next episode. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from chris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T from chris, K-R-I-S dot com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.